0: This is Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 32. Hello, Thomas Miller here, and I am excited. We have Fred Dodson on the show today. Now, we're going to jump right into the interview. It's going to last about an hour. Is that okay? Do you have that much time, or can you download it and hit pause and come back to it? Because we are in the digital podcast age. But this is going to run about a, just a little bit over an hour, if that's okay. And just to set the stage here, back in July, I came home from work and I was going to jump on my bicycle and get about an hour ride in before a dinner date with my daughter. And as I was scurrying around and getting the water bottles ready and putting the electrolytes in because, you know, it's Dallas in July, so you have to replenish those kinds of things. And one of those intuitive, instant, audible voices Clearly said to me that I was to send an email to this author whose works I had been reading for about the last month. His name was Frederick Dodson. And I had been reading Levels of Energy, Parallel Universes of Self, and I had just recently finished a book called The Reality Creation Technique. So I was a little bit resistant as to when I was going to send this email. I thought, well, I'll send it when I get back or I'll send it after dinner. And the vo- I mean it was just really clear, no, you need to do this now. And I've really come to learn and hear and trust that voice when it speaks like that. So I did. I stopped and I took enough time to write and craft a fairly short email. And I read audiobooks as kind of just on the side. I enjoy doing it, but I've uh, done several privately and then done a couple that are on uh, audible.com as well. So I sent the email Went on about the bike ride and the evening's activities, came home, went to bed, and woke up early. And there waiting in my inbox was a message from Fred Dodson, and he wanted a couple of samples, which we exchanged, and he said, let's go for it. And literally by 7.45 in the morning, the project had been initiated, and we were underway. And it is now available on Audible and on iTunes. To find it on iTunes, if you like to buy there, you just search the Reality Creation Technique or you can search Frederick Dodson. If you want to buy the book, I have affiliate links to my Amazon account and Audible on my website at subconsciousmindmastery.com. And you can click on those links and buy it there. Now, I'm going to make what is going to sound like a really self-serving suggestion <laughs> because, yeah, I have recorded the book, and I'd love for you to have the book. But look, if you're not an Audible member, it costs $6.95, okay? What can you work into your budget that $6.95 is okay? And here's the deal. is I realized in doing this interview that you're about to listen to with Fred is that this is not just a read it and, and set it down book. This is a book that you need to listen to and improve. It's something that you need to just absorb into your core. There are some techniques that he mentions that you will find out in the book, and these are things that you just need to make a part of your daily life. And so it's kind of like for me, it's like when I found The Science of Getting Rich – I listened to it over and over and over and over and over and over until the thoughts in that program had really permeated my way of thinking. So I started to naturally think those thoughts. And this is a technique. So it's a tool. It's a process. It's something that you will start to use every day so that when things come up and you want to start to work through manifesting things in your life that you just automatically – fire off this process. And you are so familiar with it, not because you just listened to it or read it once and set it down, but because you completely digested it and made it a part of your soul of who you are. So I would really encourage you to pick up the book and the audio book, simply because I think that the way that Fred Dodson expresses himself and the methodologies and the things that he has learned and the way that he teaches, I think is just some of the best that I've gotten my hands on. And it's really made a difference in my life. And of course, I wanted to share that with you. So let's meet Fred Dodson. His website is www.realitycreation.org. And there are some dates that we talk about in the interview of an upcoming live event in New York City in October. That's available on his website. The links to buy the books and the audiobook are on my website, subconsciousmindmastery.com. And now let's enjoy the interview with Fred Dodson. Fred, thank you for joining us. Uh, we collaborated on a book together, Reality Creation Technique, and this is the first time that we've spoken to each other. Hi.
1: Hello, Thomas. Nice to meet you.
0: And thanks for joining us today. I understand that you are not in New York City.
1: I am currently not in New York City. I am in Central Europe, just flown in from Asia.
0: And it's amazing how we can just uh, set up a Skype connection and it almost sounds like you could be in Dallas, Texas.
1: It's amazing how it doesn't really matter where we are anymore. We could work from anywhere.
0: Fred, your journey into this realm really began early in your childhood, didn't it?
1: Well, you want to know the truth? (laughs) The truth was uh, very intense, strange, paranormal ongoings around the age of four. At the age of four, you ask yourself, what's this all about? What is this all about? And you don't get any answers. Your parents don't give you answers. Um, School doesn't give you answers. So I started reading and reading and reading and reading and reading, and, reading, and um, these these nightmares eventually transformed into very beautiful, lucid, high dreams, where I experienced just the opposite. I'd experience intense bliss and uh, very intense realms, heavenly realms, infinite realms, other planets, and so forth, and so on. So, but but still, um, the the information generally available did not satisfy me. So I dug and spent a lot of time in libraries as a child. I, I like to go out and play with my friends and uh, baseball and soccer is all well and good. But I also look forward to going to the library all along, spending a lot of time in that libraries, reading all these uh, uh, scientific books, religious books, um, esoteric books, but they still didn't satisfy me. So, one day, I said, okay, if I can't find what I experience, which was basically, which I today know were different levels of consciousness, different levels of energy, um, I, I'll have to write about it myself. So, I started writing, and that's how I came to be what I am. My interest uh, currently is indeed the, the subconscious. I like to compare um, consciousness as a whole with I like to put it into three parts, conscious mind, subconscious, and consciousness itself. And I like to compare that to the ocean, where the surface of the ocean is the conscious mind. The ocean in its entirety, below the surface, is the subconscious. And the floor of the ocean, which is still unstable, is consciousness. Even though consciousness permeates... uh, the, the ocean of the surface as well. So what I what I tell people is that if you want to make changes, you, you can do that at the surface with the conscious mind, with your thoughts, and your actions. And uh, But that's only the surface. And, and you need a lot of focus and willpower if you're only going to change the surface. If you operate at the level of thought, at the level of surface, then it's, it's going to take a long time experience change if you want more rapid change you'll have to go below the surface because if you change the ocean as such the entire surface changes and and that, that is why the subconscious mind uh, interests me one little change there and you change the entire surface or you can go even deeper to consciousness itself and make changes there so the the ocean model with the conscious mind, subconscious mind, and consciousness at the bottom is the model I work with.
0: You know that is amazing because most—I I would think now—I don't know, maybe this is just me from you know my roots, but I would think that most people feel that they had some kind of, as we're talking about the subconscious, some kind of subconscious programming that happened in their childhood. From either parenting or in something in their environment or maybe it happened at school, bullying, friends, uh, siblings, that kind of thing, that accumulation that equals their subconscious programming. You're saying that this happened to you, I mean, four years old and you were having those kinds of experiences. that That's way beyond – I would think, you you have an insight and a perception into this. I wondered where your depth came from, and now that explains it.
1: Yeah, I kept kept asking myself the same question. It has to have come from somewhere. So my conclusion um, in time was that children are not born as innocent as we think they are. Children are not born with a clean slate, which is what I believed – in some phases of my life, you know, we say, okay, children have a clean slate. No, there, there must have been something before because I knew things and saw things I had no uh, earthly information of. It's not like my parents or, or school teachers or anyone were, or kindergarten teachers were walking around showing me imagery, you see. So, yes, it, it must have come from somewhere, from some previous uh experience so i could uh, i could understand
0: then why you would say if the material that you were searching for didn't exist you were going to have to create it and from that experience from that reality exactly how did your exploration into this material and the things that you learned and the way that you applied it to your life how did it change your life
1: well the, the material itself did not do much for me it, it didn't satisfy me which was which is where i'm coming from um, all the the books in the world not satisfying so i which is why i also teach actually that's that's where this comes, comes from that, that information is not transformation experience is greater than knowledge because these things they're like, you know, they're, they're, they're like surface of the water. Every book is like surface of the water, not the ocean itself. It's conscious mind stuff. So you're consciously reading text, but no matter how much text you read, you're still not accessing deep, deep layers of the self. So the, the, the books I read were numerous. I started out as, a, as an eight-year-old with science fiction I thought I could uh, find some answers in science fiction because what I had experienced was like science fiction. Um, I wasn't fond of my my of, of of religion back then. I was fond of science fiction. Later, um, when I, in my twenties, I realized that some of the stuff I'd experienced uh, is contained within the world of religions. Uh, Buddhism Hinduism Judaism Islam and Christianity uh, but, but I only realized that much much later so I started out with science fiction and then I went to uh, metaphysics and spirituality and then to religion and, and I read it all and it was it did not satisfy me that's why I I yeah that's why I wrote books you, you want to write something you know that cannot be found yet on the market.
0: And the reality creation technique was one of those. How did you put together the information that you wrote about in the reality creation technique?
1: Okay, well, that information is not necessarily based on those experiences. Well, maybe it's influenced by that to, to see life and energy in a certain way, to see what intention, clear and pure intention is, is of course influenced by those experiences but that technique has been around for a while uh, with different labels and different names but it's rarely been put out and laid out in such uh, specific terms so I took something that's been around for a while namely the idea to focus on what you like but at the same time accept what you resist so I'll describe the book in, in one minute it's uh, you, you focus on your intention, but at the same time, or your wish, but at the same time, accept the opposite of that. And this idea, this technique, has actually been around for a long time. It's based on the idea that if you have a wish, or a dream, or a goal, or intention, and you accept the opposite of it, or the worst case, you no longer waste energy on resisting the opposite, you no longer. Waste energy on the duality. You see, everything comes in dualities. A high, low, a hot, cold, and so forth. So the idea of the technique is, is, is not mine, really. It's just a turning an idea into a technique, turning a philosophy, a teaching, uh, Eastern philosophy into a technique, uh, westernizing it, I call it, Americanizing
0: it. And yet, even though this material has been out there, as you say, for a long time, a lot of people get stuck wanting to manifest things in their lives. We want to create in our mind and think that it can fulfill, but we get stuck. So how does the reality creation technique help get us over that or get us through that unstuckness? Yeah, well, the
1: um, the stuckness is a stuckness of attention. And the reality creation technique is an attention management technique. Um, It helps you to identify what your attention has consciously and subconsciously been stuck on and helps you move back to your intention again and again and again and again until attention on sticks. So you walk around a daily life and your, your attention keeps going to things you don't want it to go to does so automatically every day. uh, You have these thoughts circling in your mind, circling in your mind, circling in your mind. The reason the mind does that is because it focuses on anything that's incomplete. Any incompletion draws attention and and keeps the mind going. What this technique does is it completes things by acknowledging them repeatedly. (laughs) That's one way to complete them. You could also complete them in external life, so you forgive someone that could be a completion or you finish a project that's a completion the moment you forgive someone or finish that project you are complete and your attention naturally lets go and it goes away however the subconscious contains uh millions of incompletions mental incompletions and this this technique helps to bring those mental incompletions back out of the subconscious. You might ask, what are they doing in the subconscious? Well, when we get tired of thinking thoughts, we usually push them down instead of releasing them, instead of letting go of them, instead of feeling them, breathing them out, and consciously saying goodbye. We just push them out of awareness. But um, pushing them out of awareness does not mean that they're gone. They're, they still cost uh, energy. They still go on in your subconscious. So what the reality creation technique does is it pulls all of this up, and as this stuff comes up, it's allowed to dissolve just by becoming conscious of that which was subconscious, and that gives you a surplus of energy instead of tiredness.
0: The first part of the book, you walk through this, as you say, this conscious form, and then in part two of the book, you take us into more of a divine flow explain the contrast between part one and part two
1: well at a certain level of consciousness you rely on willpower on your own power and you take that personal power as as far as it can go you take responsibility for your life you take responsibility for what happens for you you work at what you prefer you work hard you focus hard and uh that's well and good. That's It's good to learn that. It will take you out of lower levels of consciousness, out of misemotion, out of blame, out of guilt, out of shame, fear, anger, uh, sadness. But there's a higher level of manifesting, which is uh, not your willpower, not my will, not my work, but the work of the of source, the work of the universe, the work of uh, the field, work of god you can call it by different names but but that's what it is it's a higher power that creates all things the field creates that which is created and you can address that field you can address that universe to create on your behalf so instead of uh, your will you just release a desire to a higher will and many people are familiar with both methods all this law of attraction stuff you you read about these days is the uh, is, is the higher method okay but the higher method does not work for all people and it doesn't work at all times so that, that's why i created the reality creation technique something that works at all times what works depends upon which level you're coming from and since most people are on a mid everyday life level they'll need a little bit of will and a little bit of action and a little bit of focus to, to actually reliably manifest when they prefer to manifest. People will see that as they get better and better at manifesting their own will, it'll be easier to release their own will and allow the universe to take care of stuff. It's like the reward after after a lifetime of uh, being responsible it's like you get rewarded and you now no longer need as much effort to manifest what you'd like to manifest. In, in essence, it doesn't really matter how something manifests. Um, the main point is that it manifests. It doesn't matter what technique you use as long as it manifests. And another thing is that the manifestation is, is not the only important part of this. It's about what you experience on your, on your path to the goal which is important, which you begin seeing if you've done this for a long time, like I have. I've been using these techniques for the last 20 years, and as time goes by and you, you, you have everything you want, I already had everything I wanted when I was 30. Now you begin to realize it's, it's not only about the goal or about the manifesting, it's about what you learn because you had such a high goal what you've become because of that. Even if it doesn't manifest for 20 years, on your path to that goal, you become something bigger, you become something wiser. It's also about the, I could say, it's also about the in-between times. The times between now and the goal. The times between now and the big project. Right? So I just came from a huge event um, in, in Asia and that was a really really high event it was lots of fun there was lots of uh, uh, high energy there but my life is not only that because now i'm home again and back to normal life my life is also about the in-between times you see and i know a lot of people at that event are not happy about going home they miss that high energy they miss my seminar they miss uh meeting all these great people And that's because they think that only the big things and only the goals and only the big events are important. But um, life goes on. You wake up, no matter how big the event was, you wake up on the next day and you're a normal human being in bed.
0: Let's apply this. Let's help apply this to people who might be coming from two different perspectives. You learned this material and you woke up to this material much earlier in your timeline of life. Yeah. I'm kind of in contrast. I went through most of my life asleep and woke up to it after a couple of disasters finally had happened. All right. Some people are new to this type of work, that literally they can create things in their mind. And I guess for me the epiphany was after looking back at several decades, I went, holy crap, everything that I thought about, even though it was unconscious to me at the time, had indeed unfolded. It just happened to be really negative. So there are people who are still just getting their arms around the fact that they can create things. The other group are people who have been working with this for quite a while. They are quite experienced in this realm of spirituality and how the universe works, but they're stuck.
1: Are those the only two groups? Oh, I mean, <laughs> the,
0: no. <laughs> <That's> another, <laughs> I there's, there's, I just, there's another book idea in there somewhere probably, right?
1: Yeah, I, I hope those are not the only two groups. But yeah, those are the groups that come to me, of course, because if they weren't stuck, they wouldn't uh, approach me. Yeah.
0: So how do you help both of those? The the encouragement to the person who is new to this, and then a little bump to get unstuck for the person who might be a little bit in the ditch.
1: All right. Well, it, in general, it, it takes about forty years to get some orientation on earth that's that's my impression earth is uh, you have to a good place to come from is to just accept that earth is a pretty chaotic place i say earth is the perfect uh, balance of pain and pleasure it's like heaven and hell in one so it's it's a dense and, and chaotic place so it takes a while to find yourself and, and to orient yourself to find out who you are what you're Able to do, and with many people, by the time they finally get it, how life works, they're too old. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's where I come in, and I try to speed up the process. People who who discover this stuff at the age of uh, as teenagers are lucky. Very, very lucky.
0: Absolutely. And if this can be taught to people who are still in that those young decades where they can turn this around, then they can look back after uh, decades of using this work and really create an amazing life for themselves.
1: Sure, sure. But there is merit to uh, discovering it for yourself. You see, all souls are on their own uh, level and have their own experiences to make, and there's there's merit to discovering it for yourself. Uh, That's why I'm not sure if I would teach it to children. People have approached me uh, to write a children's book. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll have to think about it. Maybe that's helpful, maybe not. I'm sort of the non-interventionist that would like uh, a child to choose and discover for themselves. Very skeptical of indoctrination, even if it's positive indoctrination. So... I, I, I enjoy helping people who, who come to me of their own free will and if they do so at a young age, great. If it's an older age that's great too because I don't think that uh, life stops at death. I think the stuff I teach you at the age of 80 uh, will still be of benefit to you in a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. okay. So um, how, how to help them? How to help people who are stuck and people who know this and who are stuck and people who are new to it if somebody's new to it, I'd, I'd simply start with, uh, well, you could read the reality creation technique and just give it a try. When you, what you need is a, an experimental mind. The experimental mind is, is uh, one that's playful and likes to try things out and not just consume, not just agree or disagree. So many people read books and they say, okay, this is good or no, this is not so good. That, that will make a difference. Agreement or disagreement will make a difference. Mere information will make a difference. The book as such, if you just take it as information, as surface of the ocean, is incredibly boring, incredibly dull. You have to bring it to life yourself. Uh, If you take what's in the book, it's only one technique. The whole book describes only one technique, which uh, would make it dull if you don't use it. But if you use it and bring life to it and experiment with it, you'll see... Results fairly rapidly in in all areas you use it on. And you can use it on anything you would prefer to have, do, or be. If you're uh, good at this and more advanced and just feel stuck at the moment, uh, the the book is great for advanced practitioners as well, then you do the same thing. You just pick up the book, read it, or listen to the newly made audio book, and you simply apply it um it's, it's in the application really it's, it's an application book it's not a reading book there are so many metaphysical books on the market that are for reading and not for application where they contain so much information that you don't want to apply at all the things that people apply need to be put very simply and that's the good thing about the book it's very very simple you can apply it at once on anything you want so it's about attention it's about where your attention is You can ask yourself, where would I like my attention to be? And it's as simple as that. You could ask yourself, who would I have to be to uh, create or attract into my life what I want? It's it's these very, very simple questions that, uh, with which your life moves forward. Those two questions right there would be enough. You know, where would I like my attention to be? Instead of all of this nonsense my attention has been on, or... Who would I have to be to attract what I prefer? Um, so both for beginners and for advanced people, it's, it's the same answer. It's uh, simplicity and application.
0: You set up the book by saying this is a really simple process. You just state your intention and then allow the counterintention, go back and forth, until the counterintention has gone away and he's saying that's it folks and this is like in the first couple of pages and of course there's a whole lot more uncovered or unpacked from that but in just the simplicity of that we know that it is a dualistic universe there is the law of polarity and when you allow that counterintention to come up what are the best ways to allow it to disappear
1: acknowledgement and non-resistance You accept the worst case. If you don't want to go through the whole process, if you just want to turn the entire technique into a two-step thing, you just uh, state your intention, your wish, and then you accept the opposite of that or the worst case. So if your intention is I'm rich or I'm financially abundant, you'd also accept I'm not and never will be. Now that seems like a paradoxical state, but, but it's not really. It's uh, People go through all kinds of trouble and all kinds of books as well and techniques too to avoid accepting what they're afraid of. And the best way to transcend what you're afraid of is to walk up to it, confront it, and just accept it. Okay. So if you're, if you're doing the affirmation because you're afraid of being poor, you're doing I am rich, and at the same time you're afraid of being poor, Now you're doing that affirmation from avoidance, not from joy. So you'd have to accept being poor and be okay with being poor. Um, that's an emotional acceptance. That's something that happens within. It's an inner decision. You say, all right, suppose I'm poor for the rest of my life. Suppose nothing ever changes. What then? You know, What then? What then? and um as you learn to fully acknowledge and accept that uh, it's no longer a problem because you realize your joy need have nothing to do with how much money you have so as you accept one side of the polarity it becomes much much easier to focus on the other side and then to again say well i am indeed rich so so that's that's a simplified version of the technique um, that that can do the trick. You, you'll feel the difference. As you do this, you'll feel the difference in your body and mind. To answer your question, it's acknowledgement and non-resistance. Full acceptance. 100% acceptance of the negative, but 100% commitment to the positive. I'll say that again. 100% commitment to the positive, 100% acceptance of the negative. Through
0: the book, you walk through, as you mentioned, you walk through a number of techniques of working through this, and the thing that I really enjoyed was you got a little sample in there of a coaching session. So somebody doing this at home, and that I think is one of the really key ingredients other than the technique, I mean the application of the technique for people doing this at home by themselves without a coach. Is that section of the book pretty much what a coaching session with you would look like or sound like?
1: Well, it could, yeah. But um, in coaching, I can do more surprising and intuitive and freestyle stuff, which, which I couldn't do in the book because it's not representative of everybody. So what's in the book is more universal. And when I coach with people, it's more specific. I can say and do things I would never ask anybody other else to do um, because some things, many things are very specific and unique to the person. Same problem when I do seminars, I have to stay universal. I have to say things that apply to everybody, almost everybody. Whereas in one-to-one coaching, you, you, you do variations of that. You do the same technique that's in the book, but you go down surprising roads at times and, and i can't tell what these roads are going to be before i go into the coaching just uh occur and review themselves but yes in general it's it's, it's similar yeah.
0: are you taking new coaching students now presently
1: uh yes not not this week in specific uh, but in general
0: yes and if people wanted to get a hold of you for coaching how would they get in touch with you
1: they'd have to go to my website, realitycreation.org, and they'd have to click on coaching. And there they'd have to choose what what their budget allows and what they prefer. So uh, the small budget coaching would be a Skype session, and the large budget coaching would be a live uh, coaching, for example.
0: And speaking of that, tell us about what you have coming up in New York City in October.
1: New York City in October is a uh, mini workshop, a mini reality creation workshop. Because of the limited time, it's not going to address the reality creation technique in specific, but it's going to guide people through various processes in the presence of a coach and provide an opportunity you'd otherwise not have from books or from from my website. It would be a very quick boost for a reality you prefer to manifest. It's like going to get a quick boost, a boost of uh, energy and a boost of result. And what is the date? 19th of October. That's a Saturday. You can uh, check it out on my website. You go to live events and then to New York City, and you can book it there online. That ticket is... uh, it's one ninety nine, I believe, and at the door two forty nine
0: or so. Let's go back to part two of the Reality Creation Technique book. You mentioned earlier when we were talking about this that that this uh, this letting it go and letting the universe, letting the divine, letting source control. You use the analogy in the book of a stream floating down a stream and trying to paddle upstream, which so many of us try to do but you said sometimes that works, sometimes that doesn't work. What blocks that flow from happening?
1: Level of consciousness. If you are very clean and clear, clean in the sense of uh, your subconscious is is not full of heavy burdens, heavy thoughts, heavy worries, past transgressions, unforgiven issues, broken agreements. That's being unclear. That's being chaotic in your subconscious. You have Millions of different contradictory thoughts uh, make contradictory decisions. Uh, that's an that's unclear and heavy subconscious. And the clearer you get, the more you rise in consciousness. And being clean and clear um, allows you to be a better channel of the most high, so to speak.
0: Intuition comes to mind here. Fred, how does intuition play into applying the reality creation technique?
1: Well, I use intuition. I don't know how it applies to the reality creation technique specifically, but I do know how it applies to success. Um, intuition, well, it's the same thing, really. It's being the more clear and clean you are, the more intuitive you are, and you pick things up by sensing them and feeling them instead of by thinking them, because thinking always takes much longer. That's the surface, the conscious mind, the surface of the oceans always trying to think things if if for instance you can uh look at someone before thinking comes up about that person the moment you look at them the first impression um, will tell you intuitively who they are before thinking sets in the moment thinking sets in or past experience or labeling you're no longer Your perception distorts, and you no longer have the immediate and instant truth, which which intuition is. And that's why intuition is fairly important for being successful in life. You see, somebody recommends a book to me, and I can immediately tell, before I start thinking, I can immediately tell whether that book is for me or for not, or not. You contacted me to do this interview, and without thinking, I could immediately tell, in a sense, whether... Uh, Thomas Miller is for me or not. It's just the sense you pick up before thinking starts. That's that's intuition. If, if you're full of desire and resistance, if you're full of uh, hidden agendas, and full of uh, fears and, and, and anger and whatnot, your, your intuition is not really intact. You can't really, you're, you're already so full of energies you can't let intuition flow through you so if you try to use intuition to manipulate that's not intuition it's just an innocence an innocent looking innocent looking at something so you receive an email and you innocently look at it without thinking and you pick up intuitively what it's about this applies to everything in the universe intuition um, knows that which the whole universe knows knows that which higher self knows it knows everything and intuition is that which you rely on when you visit new and foreign countries you don't know anything there so you kind of rely on your intuition from you, on your universal knowledge you don't know the language don't know the people don't know the locations so all you have left is uh, universal knowledge that's why traveling can can kind of uh reignite intuition if, if people have lost it
0: interesting being,
1: yes being in unfamiliar situations so for, for anyone who's lost their intuition, just put yourself into very unfamiliar situations and it'll come right back.
0: When you talk in part two of the book of being in a boat floating down a stream, the stream of life, the analogy, and then you discuss as you get into that flow, letting go of the oars and just letting that flow take you where it will take you. How do people apply that to their lives? Because with mortgages to pay and kids in school and bosses that are demanding and all of the pressures of daily life, what is the analogy or the practical application of letting go of the oars?
1: Well, people who are in that kind of life with uh, pressure from bosses and mortgages piling up, um, that's a certain level of consciousness. And that level of consciousness would use the, uh, would not necessarily use that higher method of manifesting. They'd use um, the so called lower method of the first part of the book. They'd use their willpower, their action, their responsibility, um, their commitment. So I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend letting go of the oars to anyone at any place, in any context. The letting go of the oars must come from a place of trust, of calm. If your life is in order, and uh, there's no debt, there are no big pressing problems. There are no uh, yeah, very very few fears, and that's that, that's a place from which to let go of the oars. Letting go of the oars would be to completely trust that all is well, and uh, all is taken care of, and then all will happen by itself if you only maintain a pleasant state, a pleasant inner state. So that could be, for instance, uh, I get, well, a few days ago, I got some really, really bad news, and I noticed how my own emotional state uh, suffered and went down very rapidly. So I got this phone call, very, very bad news. My state went down, 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 down. And my clear and calm attention was, uh, was disturbed. Couldn't focus on people anymore. Couldn't talk to them anymore because it was such disturbing news. So what I did is I recognized that my, my state is going down and I simply regained my poise. So it was a beach nearby. I went out to the beach, took a few deep breaths. Um, we gained a straight body posture and open attention. And then I walked around acting as if that problem never existed, never happened. I talked to people as if all is well. You see, if you have such a big problem coming in, you wouldn't be talking to people. You'd retreat. I did just the opposite. And a few hours later, um, that problem dissolved as if it had never happened. So... By changing my emotional state, I reversed a reality that had already happened. The bad news came in, but I did not allow it to affect me for more than a few minutes. I reversed the energy, I reversed my emotional state, and the problem disappeared. So I got another phone call. They said, "Well, um, it's not that bad anymore because of this and this and this. We made a mistake. We're sorry." Blah 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 blah. But that. That phone call would not have come had I not changed my state. So letting go of the oars occurs if you're able to maintain a pleasant state and um, maintain your poise no matter what comes up. And That's pretty advanced. The ability to do that is pretty advanced. But letting go of your oars is then to know that everything will work out just fine. Just fine. You don't have to... Do anything. Have to work have to power all you have to do is maintain a pleasant state
0: you know most people are looking for answers in one of a couple of key areas in their life either they are dealing with a health issue or something about their body love and relationships or career and money the reality creation technique can you give us a little application to each of those three areas of how they could use these techniques and the tools that you have in the book, those three areas that so many people are searching for answers?
1: Well, yes, those are the three areas. And the idea is to simply bring more consciousness into those areas. Every area you bring more consciousness into gets better, even if it seems to get worse at first it gets better, because by bringing consciousness into it, um, it's no longer running subconsciously. And the reality creation technique is one of many ways to bring more consciousness to an issue. So, in applying the reality creation technique for your health, let's say your health is no good. We'd simply use the technique, I don't want to describe it here, because it's more properly described in the book, but we'd simply use it on a health statement. So the technique is about making commitment statements, things you are committed to. You'd have to, if you're 100% committed to health, then you start applying the reality creation technique. You don't apply if you're not 100% committed to health. Or you'd have to be 100% committed to a relationship that works well knowing that there is no such thing as a relationship without objections or disagreements and that's the beauty of the reality creation technique you learn to have fun and be playful with objections and disagreements and as you learn to be playful and have fun and joy with objections and disagreements those from your partner no longer hurt you or no longer cause you to feel attacked or or, or down disagreements are natural part of a relationship it's the way you handle them it's the way you react to them and approach them and if you react with humor and with love then any sort of objection doubt fear disagreement anger is no longer a problem that's the true beauty of the reality creation technique it teaches you a different way to approach objections problems doubts and fears a different way to be with it, because there is no life without the negative polarity. So, might as well learn to live with it, and have fun with it, and play with it. And then the same applies to finances, of course, which is a which is where you simply choose what you're committed to, and then you work with that commitment and all the doubts that come up to that. So, the technique is about a commitment and the doubts you have. There's only Two things: that is your commitment or intention, and that which is in the way of your commitment and intention. So you're asking me for applications of the technique to to those areas. It's it's just um, the technique itself is universal. What's What's important is that you phrase your statements in a a, a way that really reflects what you want to create, because. uh, what you want to create will come true eventually. So what I'm saying is be careful of how you phrase it. Be careful of, of what you wish, for will come true. I, I think the most important challenge for everyone is to actually attend to these issues, to become a self-therapist, so to speak. There's too much knowledge floating about and too little application too little experiment, okay? And I understand that somebody's in debt and totally frustrated and energyless, and he's got kids screaming for diapers and uh, the, the TV's running in the background and his wife is pissed off or whatever, and I'm asking him to actually take some time aside and, and apply these tools. And, and as easy as that may sound, it's kind of challenging, you know, to just close the door and put some time aside to attend to things, to give things some time and some space and some attention. And that's really the basis of everything, to give the time, the space and attention to these things. All knowledge in the world is useless if you don't uh, use them, if you don't uh, take them home and play with them. So as long as you're actually... Addressing these issues, it doesn't so much matter which technique you apply. My technique is really nice; it's really, really uh, makes it really, really easy. But you could be applying anything if you just dedicate yourself to the issue you want to release or the issue you want to create. To so just uh, dedicate some time, anything at all. So if you're uh, overweight and you want to lose weight, you have to dedicate yourself to that, to that a little and look at what is going on within yourself, within your mind, within your reality. You'd have to look. If you're feeling depressed, you'd have to bring consciousness into that. You'd have to look. The word look implies bringing consciousness into things. And so, if you're depressed and you look at what's going on in your life that makes you depressed. Are you a uh, surfing the internet all day because if you are then that's why you're depressed if you're staring at a screen all day it's normal to be depressed um, if it's money you what you'd want you'd have to bring more consciousness to that you'd have to look at that and looking not only in the sense of worrying or looking at the negative but looking at what you want instead getting that attention shift to what the problem is to what the Desires to the wishes, and again the reality creation technique helps you with that. It helps you look at the problem, look back at the wish, then the problem, then the wish, then the problem, then the wish, and as you go back and forth, your mind clears on the subject. And when your mind clears on the subject, that which is subconscious pops up, and then you continue applying the technique until all that subconscious garbage is up and out. Which may also have some emotions come up, and then finally, you're you're there. You've arrived at the goal with much much less effort than without mind techniques, without emotion.
0: When I had found your work just on my own and began to read some of your material, I something just really resonated with me. I felt the depth of where your writing has come from and your experience, and I wanted to introduce people to you. Tell us, I I think I counted nine different books, not including workbooks and some other things on Amazon, but tell us some of your other work.
1: Well, just like in my seminars or on my website, it's all about the same thing, and the very same thing is simply put into different words and seen from different angles, so all my books are the same thing, but the more angles you see something from, the more fully you grasp it, and the more fully you can be that and use it. So so that's my job, to always come up with new angles to describe the same thing, because that's the only thing I really know a lot about through experience, is uh, consciousness and, and awareness. So... All of my books and seminars are about consciousness and awareness, seen from, from different viewpoints. You can uh, apply, consciousness is pretty universal, so I could write another 1,000 books about Unlimited amount of books, because consciousness is everywhere. So you could uh, write about consciousness from a business perspective, from a relationship perspective, from a perspective. Um, my best book is probably Levels of Energy which describes different levels of consciousness, as other authors have done before. But in in this book, there's a lot of personal experience, especially from childhood and teenagerhood. The second best book is, in my uh, personal view, Parallel Universes of Self, which is about the idea that you can take on different versions of yourself and will thereby attract different realities. And the third best book is probably the Reality Creation Technique. Mm, those are the three best books I'd start with, if, if people don't know my work. Levels of Energy, Parallel Universes of Self, and the Reality Creation Technique. The Reality Creation Technique is the easiest. It's the uh, most straightforward and easiest to learn. Parallel
0: Universes of Self is a, is a deep read. Um, that one you have to spend some time with. Agreed
1: yeah it's um, you don't read it through you put it aside many times
0: yeah it takes you down It's it uh, takes you deep October 19th in New York City live event tell us the website again Fred
1: www.realitycreation.org
0: Fred Dodson thank you so much for spending time with us here
1: well thank you for having me thanks for the invitation it was a pleasure to talk to you you have a Um, Normally people tell me I have a great voice, but um, (laughs) I finally met my match.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Well, thank you. I really, you know, it was intuition that led me to reach out to you through your website. I just hit the contact page and literally was getting ready to jump on my bicycle one afternoon. I was like, crap, I don't have time to do it. And the voice was as loud and clear as this Skype connection And that's what started it. So I really appreciate being invited into your world and to be able to work with you on this. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right. Thank you very much.
0: Wasn't that amazing? (laughs) Thank you again, Fred, for taking time to join us on subconsciousmindmastery.com. My name is Thomas Miller. You can take what you've learned from this and really go out and enjoy your journey.